Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Clark. For the last decade, I've had the privilege of learning from impactful leaders across the globe through my service in the Peace Corps and nonprofits. Their leadership has inspired me to highlight those among us who are truly impacting our world so that we may learn from them and be more impactful together. Yes, leadership can be learned. The guests on our show are providing direction, inspiration, and leading the way in their business and community through service. Are you ready to have an impact? Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. So, honestly, it would go back to when I was in high school. Um, you know, um, admittedly so, I was a little bit of a troublemaker in high school and um, I, I left high school early and went and got my GED and I started off on a, a framing crew when I was like 16, 17. Oh, um, you know, so throughout the course of my 20s and my 30s, you know, I, um, if I wasn't working in some form of construction, then I was working in the restaurant industry. The, those are just the the two niches that I found. Like, um, you know, uh, my my cooking skills are pretty impeccable. <laughs> but um, in either case, um, my my wife and I, who have now been together almost eight years, um, we dated back when she was fifteen and I was sixteen. And then, you know, I mean, we were young kids and we didn't have cars or license. I, I was in Loganville. She was in Auburn. So we didn't see each other for like 16 years. Yeah. Well, in 2015, I believe it was, we came back together. And, you know, it really, at the time I was going to AB Tech up in Asheville, North Carolina for business management. And I decided I wanted to propose to her. So you know, I went to Staples and got some cards and some uh, some magnets made for my truck that said John's Odd Jobs. Uh, what was it? Custom carpentry, lawn care, and more. Like I, I was that guy where I was like, I don't care if uh, Grandma calls me and wants me to get on my hands and knees and pull weeds in her garden. I'm gonna do it because I need to get this ring. Yeah. She just. Well, it was within a matter of. I'll say three or four months. Um, I was doing like little butcher block countertop extensions and, you know, just small jobs, odd jobs. And I had a full house fall, on my, fall into my lap, you know? And it was scary, intimidating, exciting, all of that wrapped up into one ball of mess. Um, and I just, I never looked back. Um, once you know, and at the time, I didn't personally know how to do all of that. But I knew some guys who did. And I paid them well, and paid attention. You know, um, a lot of the things that I learned early on in my career was by paying attention to the individuals that I hired to do the job. And, you know, a lot of times, um, like the gentleman that taught me how to do tile. Um, you know, I can remove a tub and get it back down to the concrete and then form and pour my own pan. Yeah. Uh, and the first shower that I had done where he said, you, you know, he couldn't come pour the pan. He was there like a couple weeks later after I had poured the pan. He was like, who poured your pan for you? 
And I was like, I did. And he's like, make me want to cry. You know, just, just kind of like the, the proud father type thing, you know, I mean, he wasn't but like four or five years older than me, but you know how it goes. Um, but I had uh, custom ripped my own God grid and uh, the whole nine yards. And he was just like, man, way, way to take it up a step, you know? So I just haven't looked back. Um, you know, I have had some of the people that I've worked with in the past. Like I talked to a good friend of mine up in Tennessee yesterday and he was like, I'm surprised you're still doing renovations. Yeah. Like I started specializing in nothing but flooring and it's like, it's so straightforward. It's so less stressful and renovations can be stressful. And that's part of the reason why I'm trying to move towards home inspections because I am getting older, you know, my youngest is four years old. So I'm thinking, you know, eight, six, eight years from now, when he comes out and says, dad, throw the football with me. I, I don't want to be like, oh, sorry, son, I can't, I'm all busted up. Yeah. You know? So, but it, it really just kind of happened that way. And, and as that sounds it wasn't like uh i set out for a career in renovations it just yeah, yeah it just happened did you ever imagine yourself running your own business and doing this when you were younger no no not at all <laughs> not at all <laughs> um when i was younger like i said i mean i i wasn't always exactly on my p's and q's um yeah. you know um in my late teen and early twenties, I was kind of, I guess I would have been labeled the, the black sheep of the family. And realistically it was, as far as family goes, I feel like just because somebody's your family doesn't mean you have to put up with their shit. Yeah. You know, and it, that's, it was kind of one of those situations. And because I wouldn't put up with certain things, I was labeled in such a manner, but now going full circle these same people that made me the black sheep of the family when something goes wrong and they need help I'm the first one they call that's like me with my brother I'm not I'm more of the technical person when it comes to anything with my car or any of that anything related to like that world I always reach out to my brother because he's more mechanical and knows how to do those things 10 times better than right. I well, that's like, you know, my brother, he's uh, five years younger than me. He's been mm -hmm. doing land surveying all his life. You know, he's been in the office for quite a few years now. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. You're fine. Uh, but it's like, if I need help with something technical, you know, he's right up the street. Yeah, yeah. You know, needs help with something at his house, then he calls me. You know, so I mean, I guess it, it, it all works out. It's a give take. And then in those first... How long have how long have you been doing remodeling then? It's been like 15, 20 years or yeah, I have been, I'd say I first got into remodeling when I was 19 or 20. I quickly realized that framing houses was not for me. Yeah, yeah. Especially in this Georgia heat. Um, it just um no. I I I seen immediately like, you know, I've always had that uh I call it the common sense factor. You know, like there's an easier way, you know, like we would go back to fix a couple things at, um, you know, a house that we had already been at and they'd be on the inside. And, uh, you know, I'd be looking at these guys setting cabinets or installing floor and I'm like, they're in the AC. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, 
this framing isn't where it's at, you know, climbing up on two story houses, dancing on rafters and slapping plywood down it. No, I'm good. I'm not an acrobat. Like, you know, I'm probably five, seven at best. So, I mean, it, it doesn't, it, it just doesn't work for me. I mean, home inspection. Some of those guys that go into the attics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can only imagine how hot those attics are right now. Oh, they're extremely hot, extremely hot. Um, you know, Anytime that I have to do anything in an attic, I'm like, it's either got to be like, as the sun's coming up or as the sun's going down. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also the factor of like, you know, attics, that's where you're going to find a lot of your spiders, you know, and I don't freak out about spiders, but this is Georgia and we have a plethora of black widows and brown recluses, Mm. you know, so then you lead yourself to putting on what I call uh, a clown suit you know it's like the full body suit that you'll see a lot of people wear when they're using a paint sprayer or whatever mm-hmm. just for protection you know because um, you never know what you're going to crawl into up there but those the suits it's like a vinyl propylene product and it it, it can raise your temperature 10 15 20 degrees real quick so you got to get in and get out if you're going to be up there in the middle of the day I had no idea that Georgia had black widows. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're all over the place and they love cold, damp places. So, you know, if you're on your property and go to lift up a rock or, you know, a piece of wood or something, just just be careful. But yeah. um, Black widows are very, uh, very common in Georgia. Interesting. I'm going to look that up later. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're one of the most poisonous spiders around. Yeah. You know, a long time since I've looked any of it up. So I don't know if there's like um, a prevalent amount of antidote or a shortage or, you know, how any of that works, but I I know they're around for sure. As a fact, they even mention it in this home inspection book. What did they mention about it? Uh, just that they're very prevalent in the attics, basically what I what I was just explaining. Yeah. Uh, and when I seen that, because the gentleman that is um, facilitating this class, he has a home inspection business based out of Atlanta. So a lot of the um, content is based out of Atlanta. You know, as to where like there is a section where they were following. Oh home inspector out in um california and he was talking about like adobe red clay or something like that um you know so i mean you can tell the differences per um where you're at in the nation you know oh i don't even want to imagine that (laughs) i I don't either like and it's crazy because like i had somebody tell me many years ago that like every human being uh, apparently like swallows three spiders a year in their sleep or something yeah. like that. It makes me want to like mask up before I go to sleep. Like it's just no, but if it happens and I don't know it, did it happen? <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's a good point. And then, so when you were starting off, what were some of those big hurdles that you had that you had to overcome when you were starting your remodeling business? I was the little guy, of course you know, riding around and, uh, now this was 
this was back in again 2015 um i started out with an old box chevy s10 with some magnets on it you know so there was definitely not the uh the professional appearance as you know my setup now um you know and of course like there was the the knowledge barrier you know mm-hmm. um i had to eat crow quite a few times you know per my own mistake but you know it, I was not anywhere near as knowledgeable in the field as I am now. So, you know, like if I did from time to time have to take a hit for say $2,000 loss or something like that, you know, I looked at it in one of two ways. I can either get upset about it and get angry, which is not going to do anything. Or I can look at it as like, you know what, Uh, I'm attending the school of hard knocks and my tuition is due. So I just had to make a payment on my tuition. That's all. Yeah. I just, that's how I kept a positive attitude about it because I mean, the renovations world can be a very, um, it's very cutthroat at times. Um, you have customers that, uh, don't want to pay. You have customers that don't understand the process. Um, you know, and I'm not saying that all customers are bad because I have some great clients, Yeah, Um, but it's, it can beat you down sometimes. You know, especially if you have a client standing in front of you um, attempting to speak and assert their opinion as if it is an educated opinion when it's so far from being an educated opinion at all, you know, um, just not understanding the process of certain things, you know, because I mean, we've we've done a lot of a wide variety of things. you know, all the way down to, you know, fine finishes or cutting a hole in a house where there used to be a window to install a sliding door. You know, um, I can remember being at a cabin in the Blue Ridge Mountains up in North Carolina, and we had to go underneath with bottle jacks and jack the cabin up just to replace the band, the main band board in between the floor and the foundation of the house. and it just, uh, yeah, there, there's there's a lot of challenges. So, and you know, was getting my name out there, and you know, I I always have been a, had the ability to uh, talk to people. So, I mean, that part yeah. was never a problem, um, you know. But getting to the point to where they weren't looking at me like, okay. Uh, this guy has next to no money. Uh, we got to worry about him stealing or something like that because people look at things like that. You know, yeah. if you charge too much, they think you're you're trying to get them to pay for your lavish lifestyle. If you charge too little, they get the impression that you may be slightly desperate and untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. Which when I when I figured that out, I was like, wow. I, I mean, it makes sense. You know, you don't hired Joe Bob down the street, you know, uh, with his cousin Jack sitting on the tailgate holding the push mower to drag it down the road, <laughs> you know, like there's, there's, um, there's a certain aura that I feel like each person carries about themselves. Yeah. You no. Know? And it, it just wasn't hidden yet. So I, I had to find that. The thing that stuck with me that what you just said is, have you ever worked with like any sort of 
I don't want to say coach because I'm like, have you ever worked with any sort of coach or any sort like of a life coach? That or a mindset or a business coach? Because the way you talked about so often when things go wrong, we let our emotions kind of like dictate everything. Mm-hmm. And the fact you said you would kind of treat it as a lesson and you kind of were able to somehow separate that mess up or that lesson from letting your emotions just run away with it right like that takes some learning like we're not most I would say the majority of people aren't born with that ability and it takes like usually it's not until we talk with a coach or a therapist or something along those lines I don't know the word exactly everyone has a different word for it and that that light switch turns on you're like okay like I need to be in control of my mind and my mind runs more things than I then I realize and not everything is a burning disaster. Right. Um, so going back to my younger years, like my late teens and my early twenties, I was, I was pretty hot headed. You know, I, I would take things as a personal attack that weren't necessarily, may not necessarily be a personal attack. Um, yeah. you know, um, my mother, she, would damn near beat it in my head like dude you got to calm down you're gonna have an aneurysm mm-hmm. you know what does it matter like what do you care you know like it, things of that nature you know and I'd be like okay okay and I guess after so many years it, and between that and the older gentleman that I've worked with over time like you know I, I did a basement remodel in North Carolina and I was looking for a drywall crew and I found this man that said he would hang and finish a hundred boards in this basement by himself. He was 76 years old. He came in with a drywall lift, like a, a jack to hang the ceiling boards. And he did, he hung and installed everything by himself, finished and sanded by himself. And I was like, man, he's like a last of a dying breed. Like, dude, you're an ox, you know? And he was, he was, big and solid you know you could tell he he worked hard all his life so I don't I guess on an individual basis you know some of the conversations that I've had with these older gentlemen in the industry over time um could be taken as life coach experiences but I've never really sought out a life coach or um any type of uh, counseling for anything of this nature. To be honest with you, um, my communications with you has been probably about the most that I've communicated with anybody in direct correlation with the success or lack thereof of what I'm doing in business. Mm. You know, and of course my wife, she's, she's a huge supporter. You know, she's... She's definitely, uh, and she don't, she don't, she, she cuts to the chase. She doesn't sugarcoat anything. You know, sometimes I might get upset about something and she'd be like, well, you just shut up and let it go. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They're good at telling us that. I remember I was talking about sales with someone and they were telling me that if you really want to say if you're a good salesperson or where you need to like improve your pitch or your sale, whatever you want to say is try to do it to your partner. Yeah. Because they probably don't understand what you do fully. 
like they understand like for me marketing like they okay marketing they kind of know that but like what is the actual yeah. detail yeah but what is <laughs> but if i'm able to explain and and get their attention where they have such a thin line of like that bullshit line is so thin right they're easy to tell me off M much more than some random person on the street that i'm trying to bring on as a client that doesn't it. that's that's a very um I never looked at it like that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing more is, likely to tell me off, so I'll get the nitty gritty right off the bat. That's great. Yeah. The other thing is like, so when I was growing up, I was never, I always, I was one of those like goody two shoes, I would say almost in school. Like I did well in school, you know, I always was so preoccupied about what my mother thought. So I was just like very like head down, just do what I did. Sort of like the golden point golden pony of like the community sort of thing you know like I did boy scouts and all that stuff but um it wasn't until I went and did Peace Corps when I was living in Nicaragua which is Central America where I slowly started finding myself but when I started with height I we uh partly I start working with a guy that does like mindset coaching I don't know mm -hmm. if you saw my pictures where we had to get into the ice bath have you ever seen those I did an ice bath so I've done it a yeah. few times now. And I've seen and the cold showers, dude. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't until I want to say, I always thought some of that stuff was a little like hippie. You know, I was like, okay, whatever. But it wasn't, yeah, right. until, <laughs> it wasn't until he talked through the process of like how your mind does, like before you go to bed, sometimes your mind does this weird, you know, it kind of goes all over the place and you can never fully relax your mind. Mm -hmm. to actually fall asleep and that's partly like what i'm not a full meditation person but i'm trying to implement it a little bit more and ever since i have like when i and when i finish a call i'm able to take a step back just like control my breath in my mind be like okay reset myself the, even if i had a big sale i'm not going to go into the next meeting too excited if it was a bad call someone left i'm not going to go into that next call upset like always trying to taking control of your mind and that's why when you're talking about like the hard knock tuition yeah like looking at it that way but just being in control of your emotions um that stuck out that's why if you're able to learn that on your own somehow maybe not your own but just um I've, I've intentionally had a, i've had a few nudges <laughs> in that direction but yeah and it, it's it's crazy because like those experiences do kind of shape and mold the direction you're going to go in. Um, I don't know if I had told you, but here recently, one of my jobs in Atlanta got broke into and it cost oh, yeah. me $3,000, something like that. Um, and that was the final nudge that I needed. You know, I was like, you know what? I'm done carrying around a truck full of tools. I'm, I'm this is just too much you know I, I can't have some drug addict uh say to hell with what i have and what i need to support my family mm -hmm. yeah. um all the tools that i need for home inspections basically fit in one nice little bag you know um of course i'll be adding on services to the basic home inspections like uh radon detection and thermal imaging and things of that nature um i might try to get a little fancy with it and tap into my 
my inner child and get a get a nice drone for my roof inspections <laughs> uh, you know what i mean like i was like yeah I, I can play with a drone like that's great you know but yeah. uh, you know I, I think renovations being the core of everything um i'm never gonna get rid of my tools and i'm yeah. never gonna completely step away from it you know at one point i was talking to my insurance agent about possibly changing the code on my workman's comp policy from renovations to the home inspections. But then I just ultimately decided, you know what? Yes, it's going to cost me another $1,600, but I'm going to go ahead and open up a whole nother policy, um, you know, because I have to have my options open yeah. and I need somebody like if I say, um, I'm primarily doing home inspections six months from now. I don't necessarily want um, somebody calls me for a bathroom remodel. You know, I mean, I want to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I will also enjoy it more not having to do it so much because when you do it day in and day out, it's it gets awesome. very nice. You know, like before we left North Carolina, the three years we were there, I had bought a house. And we spent almost three years. I would come home from work and I would work on the house. I'd get up in the morning, go to work, come home from work, work on the house. Like, and it was just, it, it about killed me, you know, and to the point to where my wife was like, I will never live in a house that you have to work on like that again. <laughs> because it was a major nuisance. It was because yeah. she did it to me. Like I was the walking dead, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's tough um, to do for that amount of time. Like you, I know pain and doing those types of hardships are good in short bursts. Right. You know, but after a while, I mean, it's going to burn you out. You can yeah. only okay. push yourself. Like if you're at the gym, you can only go a hundred percent so much before you need it some time. Right. So doing that for three years, that's something. Which, I mean, ultimately we walked away from that house for, at, you know, paying off the mortgage and making 60 grand. Yeah. Um, but it was also at the very first onset of COVID. So I had a $40,000 remodel contract as well as my investor. We were under contract to purchase another house to flip. And um, both of them canceled. So then it was like, damn, what am I going to do? I still haven't finished my kitchen and I haven't put in the central heating and air. Yeah. Uh, so ultimately I had to dumb it down and just kind of paint the cabinets and be like, look, the kitchen is what it is. Um, and put baseboard heat throughout the house. Um, had I been able to finish the kitchen and had I been able to put in that HVAC unit, I should have very well walked away from that house with a hundred K after real estate commissions and everything. Um, I added 1200 heated square feet, heated square feet of living space to that yeah. house because I finished the basement. So, um, you know, it was- But 60 is not bad. No, it's not. It's not at all. Um, you know, it was definitely a learning experience. Um, definitely a learning experience, but I, I don't- would, I, want to live in a house that I got to work on yeah. right now yeah. wife and I rent oh wow 
is so, I mean, we just got back to Georgia September, October of last year. So, you know, it's like with the market being the way it is, I don't want to buy a home. Oh, give it a couple months. months to a year down the road, find out that I owe 200 on something that's worth 150 because the market crashed again. I'm just that I'd rather find a piece of property somewhere and just yeah. I have a lot of people in that network and they're all saying, sell your home now while it's still high. Yeah. Rent for a year. Yep. Then buy when everything's like 40% less than what it is right now. Exactly. And that's, that's exactly what we're doing. I mean, we live in Monroe and yeah. um, it's blowing yeah. up there too. What's that? It's blowing up there. Everyone keeps talking about Monroe. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of been that way for a long time. I mean, I can remember back 20 years ago when I was going to Loganville, which I, I did for a year go to Monroe Comprehensive High, but um, you know, Monroe has always been more noted than say Loganville or Walnut Grove, yeah, yeah. you know, but it was noted for the wrong reasons. It was the other side of Monroe where they were doing all the, the thuggery and such. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> We're, uh, we're on the countryside, um, wide open spaces. I got, you know, plenty of room for the truck, the dump trailer, the tool trailer, my wife's car, and plenty of room for guests to park. Uh, there's a vast field for Zane to play in. Again, he's only four, you know, um, but it's, it's very peaceful. The only house immediately next to us is our landlord, and he's phenomenal. He doesn't bother us at all. Anytime he sees one of us, he's like, where's that boy? You know, he, he loves Zane to death, you know? So, I mean, it's, we're in a good place to ride out the whole market mess, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we only pay 1200 a month. Something like this in or around Atlanta would be at least a thousand dollars more a month. Oh, for sure. You know, if not more, I could see it going for like 28 because like the size of the property here is, is massive. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> it's weird how that works. I mean, we're able to go in the driveway and shoot off a bunch of mortars and and uh, the brick boxes, you know, and not have to worry about hitting anyone or anything because we're, we're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And so now that you're moving more into home inspection, what are some of the things that you think with the experience that you have doing all the remodeling and having working, you've probably had to work with home inspectors before, home inspection officers. Like, what do you think you're going to bring differently that um, will like kind of set you apart from everyone else that is currently doing it? So I haven't really worked with many home inspectors. Okay. The home inspection that I'm going to be doing is like when people buy or sell a house. Yeah. It's not like job site inspection. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I was very communicative with uh, the home inspector on the flip that I did with um, my investor. I was very communicative with the inspector that did my house yep. but when I bought and sold it. Um, so, you know, I, I think my time in the renovations realm is just kind of preparing my was just kind of preparing my brain for this yeah because, you know anybody really can read a book or take a course and pass a test 
but they're not and i'm not saying that people that haven't been in this realm can't be successful uh home inspectors because they most definitely can there's people like that all over the place but my trained eye may catch on to something a lot quicker and easier than somebody with say an untrained eye you know um and i'm not really necessarily i'm not looking to be better than everybody else i'm not looking to you know be a step above the rest you know i i think there's a certain level of there's two ways to look at that i mean that it's it's good business mindset but at the same time it can be one of those situations where you know you know maybe somebody's being a little full of themselves you know what i mean and yeah. I, I don't <laughs> I'm, I'm so very humble and thankful for everything that we do have, you know, um, but we got a long way to go. Um, so the only thing that I want to do is make sure that I do it properly, that I do it correctly. And I help these homeowners and potential future homeowners make the proper decisions and what they're, what they're buying and selling and so on and so forth. Um, because a lot of people with the power to do that, buy and sell and this, that, and the third, are, are very knowledgeably unprepared, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, there's a, without, without sounding bad, there's a certain level of ignorance because they don't have the knowledge to know one way or the other. And the other side of that is that it's unfortunate that there's a lot of people out there that take advantage of that. Yeah. Well, that's, I think you're going to do great at it, especially as we mentioned, like Monroe is going to be blowing up. It is blowing up. So a lot of homes are going to be selling there. So you're doing this right at the right time. I actually am doing a project for Habitat for Humanity right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they said that they have for the next three years on the docket to build six homes in the Monroe area per year. Oh, wow. And that's habitat. So if habitat's on that on that kick for Monroe, I can only imagine they're not the only ones. Yeah. You know, maybe there's some kind of crazy wave or crazy shift in uh, demographics or whatever that that we're unaware of yet because we're not in that realm. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I I can I can very well see it blowing up. You know, I mean I. Like I said, I went to school in the area. So, you know, the fact that there's like Walmart and Home Depot and, and like <laughs> horns and like, like, we didn't have all that, like yeah. I mean, running the streets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, where they have all the major shopping centers now, that's where, when we were teenagers, we used to go to drag race our little cars and trucks, you know? And, yeah. <laughs> And how far are you going now, like with the remodeling and home inspection? How, what areas are you trying to cover? I'll pretty much go anywhere within an hour radius. Um, sometimes a little more than an hour. I don't really like to, um, like when, when we're done here today, I'll be going to Loganville. It's like uh, 25 minutes. Yep. And, you know, um, I would like to move my client basis a little bit outside of Atlanta. So I don't have to worry about things like my job getting broken into. And, you know, I, I mean, 
people get robbed down there all the time. And it's not that I'm necessarily scared of confrontation, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not the young man I, I, I used to be, you know, and I, I have a whole house full of people that rely on me being able to do what I do every day. Mm-hmm. So there's that level of reservation where, um, as to where 20 years ago, I might've been like, okay, let's get it. You know, I, I just, I, I, I don't want any problems, you know, yeah, I get that. So I, I've been speaking with my wife about potentially moving my client basis more towards like the Athens area or Buford or, yeah. you know, um, I have to go look at a job today in Buford when I get done working. Um, you know, I just inner city Atlanta Forest Park area. I mean, you just it's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. I still have to go back to that job and I'm going to, but the next time I go to that job, there is going to be motion censored uh, spotlight cameras put up, cameras in the house, a new sliding glass door in the back because they're kicking in the French door. Even after I screwed um, a two by six across the French door, they somehow managed to kick it in. Um, you know, and it's just like that's that's determination. I mean, they stole things like a, a vanity in a box, a toilet. You know, like it just. Yeah. I, I can't keep doing that. So. But you're on to new new things in the area you're in. So faster yes. ahead. And so if someone wanted to reach out to you, where would be the best way that they can reach you right now? Call my phone. What's the number? 404-610-1252. And I'll make sure to include it in the thing. But um, I've taken Thank up probably too much of your time right now. So I really appreciate it, John. Oh, you're good. It's always a pleasure speaking with you, Andrew. Thank you. Good, sir. Thank you.